Ladies and gentlemen, the recipients of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer, as always, speaking to you in my own voice, attempting to try to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. So hello, my friends. Happy holidays. We'll say that a few more times as we move on. But as always, I want to thank you considering, again, the time of year and what a year we've had. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. I think we are doing better. We are moving forward. A lot of unexpected silliness. Uh, gas prices and, and, and paying 16 pounds for, uh, $16 rather for a pound of chicken. What the heck is that all about? A lot of things involved. People are busy, which makes me appreciate you all the more. I respect, uh, that's, that's, I have pet peeves. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, time and energy, how much time and energy I put into things and that my time and energy are valuable for me because I don't have a lot in time and energy as I used to have 20 years ago. I don't know how many more summers I have left. So out of respect to you, as busy as you are, whatever that's going on in your world today, I greatly appreciate you giving us a listen. I truly do. Um, uh, I know we get a lot of, we're, we're getting a lot of viewers, new, new listeners rather, uh, coming in. And, and all I say is give us two or three chances and you'll kind of get the rhythm of the show. I freely admit I am not your best professional, master motivational speaker, talk show host. No, I'm just a fairly regular guy in an irregular world. And I do believe in truth, justice, and, and, and the American way of, of being kind and being nice and paying it forward. I truly believe these, these are solid issues for me. And I just respect your time that you can give us. So many, and I've, I've, uh, I guess I'm getting Facebook literate. Uh, uh, the d- executive director of my office, Miss Ethsy, uh, had me last week looking at Facebook. I really don't do that, but I was looking at some of your comments, folks, and I'm very, very appreciative. I, I truly am. And, and, and what you see is what you get. And every time I listen or actually every time I give one of these shows, it makes me want to be a better person. Because this show is about where you're at in your life and where you're going, or maybe things you forgot, or maybe things you didn't acquire. You know, it's a very simple show. It's, it's, it's keep your eyes on the horizon, keep your chin up, be optimistic. You know, just do as much as you can for right now. Mount Everest is 29,000 feet, and there's a lot of steps. And then when you get to the summit, you got to make your way down. So it's this This is a, a little bit of a thinker show. So thank you for taking the time to listen. It's my honor. Uh, the first question that we always give out, the most important question is, how are you? How are you doing today? How are you doing right now? With all the, we're in the middle of the silly season. A lot of people get depressed. A lot of people get lonely, myself included, myself included. You know, and, and you kind of take stock about what you did this year, what you didn't do, what you want to do, what you wanted to say, what you wanted to accomplish, and that's all normal. I'm, I'm, uh, I have a relative who's uh, at a certain age and, and has been through a lot of life changes like I have, and, and he's a little down on himself. And I said, well, the fact that you're self-evaluating, that you're not repeating the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, which is definition of insanity. 
I said, this is normal that you're taking uh, stock of yourself, taking inventory is what we call it. You know, do this different or try this. And he's at the age, he says, gosh, uh, I don't know how many more times I can try this or how many more summers basically I have left. I'm going, hmm, good vernacular. So I know a lot of people are a little lonely and, and, and feel they're all alone. And I'll just say this before we get to the show. Uh, if you listen to this show, you're not alone. If, if, if you listen to the show, this show, you're a pretty damn good person. You're a person who cares. You're a person that wants to do better. Uh, a person of substance. And, and you're never alone in this world, not in this media age or with all the technology. And even if, if, if you lived off the grid, you're not alone. You go to the post office. You can say hello, open up a door for somebody, or you go to the supermarket, or, you know, you get gas. I mean, there's, other, there's things you can do. I just don't want anybody to feel devalued because a lot of people in this silly season, they, they, they get really down on themselves and, and, and have some thoughts or say or do things that aren't the best for them. Everybody falls down, and we're, we're going to get to that toward the end of the show, but it's about getting up, getting up, and doing what you can for today. I, I've had the honor and privilege to work with uh, those in program, as we call it, Alcoholics Anonymous and, and, and Drug Anonymous and so forth. And, and, and those people teach me how to be a better person. It's just one day at a time, and sometimes it's just one hour at a time. Sometimes it's one step at a time. Sometimes it's unpacking one box at a time or boxing up one box at a time. Does that make sense? But my heart and prayers are with you if you're not having the best of the best days or seasons. But let, let, let's, let's, and I'll talk more about this as the show goes on. But I just want you to know that, that you know, you can try to save the world, but you got to save yourself first. And I learned that the hard way. And all I'm trying to say is when it comes to you, take care of yourself first. And all that you do, take care of you. All right, now let's get to the gist of the show. Well, a lot has happened uh, uh, in the past <laughs> three, three and a half, four weeks. Uh, there was a movie called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? And, and, and uh, Sidney Poitier was, was in that film, and it's about a, a liberal family, and, and their daughter brings someone home for dinner, and it happened to be Sidney Poitier. And, and I guess he was black, like, oh, my God, a black man's coming to dinner. And, and it, was, it was a little, I obviously... A little, little unnerving, and I'm going, my God, their parents are so, even though they're supposedly uh, liberals and so forth, they, they were surprised that their little daughter Brent, Brent, uh, bring brought over an African-American to dinner. But uh, I, 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 the only reason why I, pardon me, make reference to this is, I guess, the former president of the United States a few weeks ago had a guest. I, I don't know what his name is anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's got multiple personalities. I mean, we think with all the fame and money he has, I mean, I guess he can buy personalities. But I guess uh, the former Kanye West came over to dinner and, and brought over a couple guests that weren't announced, and, 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 and the dinner went very bad. And I'm thinking, stop, stop, stop. Hmm, president, former president has secret service, and everybody is cleared. Everybody is cleared. The, uh, the, 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 the people that mow the grass or, or trim the trees or, or, or clean the home or, I mean, come on. I just, I, 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 what I'm trying to say nicely is, and this kind of works, 
some people, they, 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 they say this, and if it doesn't work for them, they say or do that. They get flippant. And, 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 and all I'm trying to say is, come on, with all that's going on in the world today, <laughs> we should be doing better. Uh, China, God bless them, has finally opened the door, <laughs> saying after more than 100 days of lockdown, one of their major cities, I think it was the Shanghai, they're finally letting people go out and shop. Yeah, because they want to buy Christmas presents. Uh, U.S. and Iran, uh, U.S. won that one, but I, I hope no one got flogged in Iran for not winning that game. Because it reminded me years ago when Iraq played in the Olympics, if they didn't bring home the gold, uh, my former uh, uh, golf buddy, Saddam Hussein, would torture their families and shoot the athletes. Hmm. All right. Anyway, that's just a few weeks ago. So let's get to it. This is my little holiday present for you. And I got a holiday announcement for you toward the end of the show. So I just want to say to everybody, and hopefully you hear it to my happy, happy voice. This is my happy voice. I'm doing a little Robin Williams, a little bit of Eddie Murphy. Hickey Lees, Hickey Lees. I'm so happy for the holidays. This is, it's, I, I haven't had a happy holiday in a few years, folks. And it's my doing. If you're not happy, ladies and gentlemen, that's your side of the street. You know I love you and care about you, but I got to call a ball a ball and a strike a strike. I get a lot of phone calls and emails and so forth. How come I'm not happy? How come this? How come that? You're not happy because you're not. Ha- you choose to be. It's, it, we, we're so blessed to live in this country, considering all as messed up as we are and divided as we are and rhetoric and some people, the hatred of politics. We are so blessed to live in this country. And maybe this is a good time, a good era to be alive because there's so many changes and most of them are positive and I know we can work things out, but how grand is it that we get to celebrate holidays? We live in the greatest uh, 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 country in the history of the planet and now it's the holidays. I, I, I'm, 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 I know I'm going to have a good holiday. It's going to be a short holiday for me, but it's going to be awesome. You know why? Because I'm going to make it awesome. I choose. I choose. Write that down. If you're taking notes, that will be on the test. Write down, I choose, dot, 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 and fill in the blank. I choose to be happy. I choose to change. I choose to be a better Samaritan. I choose not to get so wound up. I choose not to stress. I choose not to swear a thousand times a day. I choose blah, blah, blah. Does that make sense? So with that, ladies and gentlemen, happy holidays. A merry, merry Christmas. I know we couldn't say that years ago. It was politically incorrect. Oh, my God. I didn't. I always said Merry Christmas, happy holidays. And if I say Merry Christmas and it makes you upset, okay, move it along. But with that, with that, happy Hanukkah. My friends up north in Canada, happy Boxing Day. And, of course, for the rest of us, ho, ho, there is the Festivus. Now, if you're not, if, if you're under maybe 30 or 35, you may not know what Festivus is. Just Google Seinfeld Festivus. And it is just the craziest episode. It is, it is, and it's a true thing. Festivus is actually celebrated, I'm not joking, December 23rd. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. It's, I didn't know there was an actual day of celebration. I thought it was just a spoof from the sitcom Seinfeld. Now, now it was originated by uh, George Costanza's father, who's kind of a loud, loud character. And and and, and, and in Festivus, there's uh, uh, Aaron of Grievances, 
there's feats of strength, and there's the pole, the Festivus pole. And this is a real thing. The pole is exactly no more nor less than six feet in height. It has to be exactly two inches in diameter. And with the Festivus pole, there's absolutely no decorations. It's usually put in a corner, and you can admire its greatness from there. <laughs> and uh, I got to tell you, uh, when I think of Festivus, I think of the, the, the lovely former Mrs. Pelzer, uh, Kay. Uh, when I met her, she was, in, uh, uh, she was the lead uh, counselor in one of the most prestigious uh, high schools in the nation. I, I think the uh, graduating class is somewhere between four to five, six hundred kids. It's, a, an, it's Arcadia High School. It's an amazing place for young minds. I mean, the teachers are fantastic. They've got great programs for the kiddos, the young adults, great, of course, therapists. And what I loved about it is, is, is I love teachers for obvious reasons. As you know, they rescued me as a kid. You know, they, they knew what was going on and helped me as best as I could. And, I mean, again, they physically saved my life my teachers, and I've always had a warm heart for teachers. And as an adult, I can go into a bar, and you can say, oh, those are the cops over there. Those are the local workers. These are the construction workers. These are the persons who drive the truck workers. And, and you can always tell the teachers, because the teachers are in small little pools, and they're just laughing all the time. They're not loud. They're, 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 they're not sullen. They're just happy to have a drink in their hand and just smile and blah, blah, blah. Teachers are, if you want to party with a group, good group, party with the teachers. So one time uh, I was getting to know uh, uh, Miss Kay, and she told me that they actually had a festival celebration in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> and the way she described it, I'm going, wow, that sounds like fun. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, before I forget, uh, Thanksgiving is usually turkey. We celebrate Christmas with ham. Festivus, this is this is good material, good intel. It's celebrated with meatloaf. Meatloaf. Festivus is celebrated with meatloaf. If not that, spaghetti. And and someone said, uh, what's the spaghetti with the circles in it? Ragu spaghetti. Spaghettios. Some people who can't afford meatloaf will celebrate Festivus with spaghettios. So there's your intel update. All right. <laughs> I can't imagine if you're new to the show. Uh, not what I was expecting. We're trying to be upbeat. We talk about serious issues here, and I think with this show, why so serious? Let's, let's make it fun, for goodness sakes. So, as I said, I'm kind of excited about this year. I really am. Uh, my family, uh, my son and his lovely bride, are coming over and, and, and bringing their, their, their beautiful son and he's three and a half, and he's really into it. Uh, uh, I got a stream of photos of, of uh, a few weeks ago of the family. You know, they went to the local fire station and get a, a little present from the local Santa. And and my my grandson SJ, I guess, is big into trucks. He loves big tractors and big vehicles. So he was just bouncing all over the fire station. You know, sitting in the seats, sitting on the on, on, on top of the front bumper, and just smiling and clapping his hands. I mean, he's into it. So what I did, and, and uh, SJ, if you're listening, you better shut this down, okay? i only three and a half. You're a smart kid, but shut it down. So this year, uh, we all decided that this will be a Tonka Christmas. And it's going to be a John Deere Christmas. It's going to be a Hot Wheel Christmas. So I got his 
his uh, stocking with his name on top of it and, and embroidered. And I got the, uh, the bonsai Christmas tree. <laughs> I, I actually have a bonsai tree that I use to hang up my ornaments. <laughs> but, it, you know, it, it, it works for me. If it works for me, do something that works for you. You don't have to explain yourself. There's a certain age you go, you know what, I'm, I'm done. This is who I am. This is what I do. I'm done. I don't need to explain myself. Well, how come you're not doing this? My grandmother was terrible. My grandmother was terrible to my mom. My mom would decorate the house seconds after she cleaned up the Thanksgiving dinner, spent the next day after Thanksgiving decorating the entire house. My mom would get up at 2 o'clock in the morning to prep the house during Christmas morning for us. We'll talk about that in a second. And my mom would make a lavish dinner, a lavish Christmas dinner. Oh, the ham's too cold. The gravy's lumpy, blah, 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 blah. Some people, they're just not happy. And they become Scrooge. They'll find, say or do anything. Do you really want that negativity in your household or in your life? Whether it's Christmas or a few weeks afterwards? Mm, I just, some people just don't get it. And you know what? That's their side of the street. And you don't have to overly, well, I didn't know you're vegan. I forgot. Or let me do this. Or let me do that. Let me, let me stop what I'm doing to try to make you happy. That's why we say at the end of the show, do as much as you can for as long as you can for as many as you can. After that, you can do no more. See, some people get all wound up. But I'm just excited. Because uh, 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 I think uh, uh, the reason why I'm excited is I remember when my son was three and a half. That was one of, one of my best adult Christmases. Because some of these holidays, you know, they kind of just, they, they all kind of mend in together. They kind of just get diluted in a sense. And what I'm trying to convey is, you know, we, uh, we always have a chance with every day to make every day special. On holiday season or, or, or celebrations or Fourth of July or Thanksgiving or Christmas or your birthday, you should make them kind of special. Just do something a little bit different. Like with me, with eggnog, I, I here, okay, here's my eggnog recipe. Of course, I should patent this. I do a uh, 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 brandy, eggnog, a big rock in, in the middle of the glass. Uh, I do sweet cinnamon, and then I just lace it, just a, a capful of Baileys. Wow. That just makes me happy. I could indulge. Mm, there you go. So anyhow, I remember when I was young, or Stephen was young, he was three and a half. And that was probably one of the best Christmases that I can remember him at that age. Because he was getting into it. Like my grandson is now getting into it, who's three and a half as well. And, and, and we knew what we wanted. We always got him toys, and we were on a budget because I was in the Air Force. My, my, his mother uh, didn't work, and I, we, we, we wanted her to really be with our, our son. And so we watched every penny. We would save for Christmas the day after his birthday, <laughs> per se, after giving him birthday presents. And he wanted this little electric ATV. That was the big thing, those little electric uh, carts or whatever. And, and, and w w by chance, we happened to go to a Walmart, Kmart. It happened to be there. It didn't sell out. It was like $20 off. And we just lay away, lay away, lay away. And we were able to get it. And like all parents, most parents, you know, you spend the entire night on Christmas Eve drinking Pelzer's eggnog, and after three or four 
dozens of those. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> you know, you get tired and loopy. And I remember it took me like four to six hours to, to prepare the super-duper grand Christmas present. And I will never forget Stephen, three and a half, bouncing into a, the parents' room, our, our room, and jumping up and down, jumping up and down. Of course, we had just gotten to bed. Of like all parents, leave me alone, but, you know, it's Christmas for the kid. And we put on his little robe and slippers, and he just bounced down the hallway, down the little stairs, and da-da, there was his Christmas present. He just went nuts. He had other presents. He kind of, op- I mean, he saw the big gift, wanted to write it outside. No, no, open your other gifts. Tore through the gifts. Okay, that it. And I can remember what we got him. We got him like a plastic uh, shaver with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We got him a little uh, a keyboard thing that he kind of liked. It was a keyboard flute thing that you can play, you know. And basically, that was it. Was not a lot, of, not a lot of toys, but it was enough. Not a lot of toys, but it was enough. And we put on winter clothes because it was in the high 30s. I was living at the Air Force Base at the time, base housing. And this little guy was out there for hours and hours and hours and hours. And we had to buy a spare battery, and we'd plug that in to charge in the primary battery hours and hours and hours. He was in his little parka snowsuit, just beaming up and down. And there was a little kid, one of his play friends, and I still have the photo to this day of Stephen just beaming, beaming with that little toy of his. And I actually put it in my checklist when I used to fly in the Air Force, which is illegal, per se. <laughs> but I didn't care. Knock me, it's like you lose points. Okay, this is going to dock you 10 points, Sergeant Pelzer. Yeah, whatever. But I just remember he was so happy, and it made me happy. Does that make sense? I just, and now with SJ, because SJ has a little electric cart that he's starting to kind of get into now. And I think that's just going to be beautiful. Now, I always get a question, and, and we'll repeat it. Uh, we got another question. Like, like Dave, even though you had a very, mm, kind of paraphrasing, challenging childhood, <laughs> did you have, is there a memory that you hold on to, that you cling on to? Oh, yeah, as, as a child, certainly. And that's what I'm trying to say, too, is I, I know a lot of people are lonely or they're upset. Uh, I, I can't begin to tell you how many people I know that are s- unexpectedly are going through or have gone through a divorce in the last few years. I mean, it is, uh, it's, 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 it's a pandemic in a sense, the divorce pandemic, okay. Oh my gosh. And, and what I try to tell people is, well, you know, try not to get overly angry. If you can work it out, work it out. But remember the love in that relationship. A lot of people feel thrown away or devalued. After so many years, I know people that have been married for 25, 30 years, and they're looking at the barrel of a, di- they're looking down the barrel at a divorce. And it's, it's, it's a terrible feeling. I understand that. But I tell people, put, remember, the, remember something, pull something out that warms your heart, particularly in this time of year. So, yeah, I do have a, a, a good childhood memory. I remember when I was about four-ish how uh, uh, during the holiday season, you know, we would try to help clear the dinner table, wash the dishes, you know, and trying to make it like a family unit thing. And then mom would have us put on our robes and we hobble downstairs into the garage. She'd load us and dad would drive mom be in the passenger seat, front passenger seat. And for about an hour, two hours, we just cruised up and down all the streets looking at these Disneyland lit 
and, and, and how bright they were and the colors and some had reindeer or some played out back in the day outside music. And, and you look at the millions per se, I mean, dozens of streets, miles of streets, and then millions of lights. And mom would serve us a little cocoa or eggnog and, you know, you can see mom and dad have a little sip of brandy with their eggnog, whatever. And we would just park and just stare at, at this wonder. And it really had an effect on me. It really had an effect on me. When Stephen was very young, we would do the same thing. We'd find these homes. It was scarce. Be, I mean, as, as time went on, a lot of folks didn't do that. It was too expensive or too much time. And then you see this one home that has a million lights, basically. And, you know, and you walk over there, and it's kind of like a little pathway, and you, you pop in, you know, five, ten bucks so they didn't have to spend $40,000 on the electrical bill. And I know it's kind of scarce now. It's kind of scarce. There's a place in Southern California, I think it's called the Mission Inn in Riverside. Google it. Mission Inn in Riverside. They claim to have, I think, over 3 million lights on the property. And people come from all over. Unbelievable. Just to see the array of lights and uh, on the street next to it, they have a little skating rink and they have little vendors selling stuff and they even have a, a horse-drawn carriage. And I remember uh, 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 Kay and I's first anniversary, I took her there and, and, and we did the horse-drawn carriage, which I've never done before. And of course, being myself over the top, I made sure we had a nice uh, 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 a bottle of Dom Perignon <laughs> to celebrate our first anniversary. And isn't that a good memory, ladies and gentlemen? Non-scripted, just popped in my head, popped in my heart. That's what I think the holiday should help us do, is help us to remember some of those good times and at the same, t same time make good memories. Does, does, does that make sense? Make yourself happy. Do something for yourself. Maybe give a little bit of yourself, just a little bit more than you normally do. I think uh, for me, my best Christmas as a child, I was about, again, age four, and, and, and I called it the Tonka Christmas. Hmm, Tonka Jasper, I mean, Tonka, uh, what was that king's name? He, uh, the Three Wise Kings. They gave out gifts, and, and, and one was like, I think, a metal box. I think King Jasper did that. Anyhow, for, for uh, me, it was a Tonka Christmas. And, and uh, I remember I was about four years of age. And uh, Mom got us up early, like at maybe 5 o'clock on Christmas morning. Oh, my God, oh, my God, get dressed. And we had to put on our robes and slippers. Mm -hmm. And she gave us these little plastic hats that were Tonka hats, these little plastic caps or uh, helmets, helmets. And, and, and she already had the candles going in, the Christmas music going. I mean, she was, she was NASA <laughs> launch control. Everything was a checklist. And I remember us marching down the hallway into the into this beautiful living room and the Christmas tree was probably 5,000 feet, you know, for a four-year-old. All lit up and smelled so beautiful and there was like an ever-sized piles for the three of us of all these toys. And, and, and to this day, I, I can't really, I think there was a Tonka truck for myself, a little Tonka truck for each of us, but it was just the spirit of the whole thing. And the climax was our father came home from working a, a shift at the firehouse, which was unexpected. We thought he was going to work 
that whole day, Christmas Eve and, and Christmas Day. But he surprised us. It was, like a, it was like a Hallmark Christmas for us. And by the way, I'm going to stop for a second. If you think you're all alone and you think you have it bad, just turn on the Hallmark Christmas specials, okay? I'm sure that will make you feel better. Yes, I'm being snarky. For some reason, I have, I don't know how many millions of channels, but somehow when I was cooking a few weeks ago, I somehow got into the Hallmark Christmas channel. And of course, I just was mesmerized by it. Not because I liked it. It was the kind of the opposite. I learned very quickly, by the way, at, uh, there's like a dozen of these Hallmark Christmas shows and that the actress is the same in every one of them. She's a cute little short girl, mid-30s, beautiful brown doe eyes, beautiful hair, beautiful smile, and it's the same thing. She's either lonely or she, 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 she's looking for love, but she's picky or her, her heart's been broken. And, and all the men that come and go in every one of these movies, they're like six foot four, perfect hair, perfect smile, buffed guys, and I don't like any of them. Mm-hmm, yeah. And there's always a crisis in the Hallmark Christmas special. My particular one, I guess they weren't selling enough tickets for the children. There was a fundraiser, and it was a crisis because Christmas is going to be tomorrow. And if we don't sell more tickets, what's going to happen to the children? They won't have a Christmas. And here comes, you know, Mr. Smith, Mr. Joe, the nice guy who fixed your car. What seems to be the problem here, Jill? Well, there won't be a Christmas unless we sell 10 more tickets. 10 more tickets? Oh, my God, I'll buy 20. Oh, my God, you saved Christmas. And happily ever after. Yeah, I'm, I'm being serious. And, and there's some people I know, because I talk about, they go, oh, those shows are awesome. They're great. And the boy gets the girl. The girl gets the boy happily ever after. I'm going, wow. I think I'll go to the Chevy Chase Christmas special. I think I'll do that with, <laughs> with, with Mr. Quaid. Anyhow, I thought that was a good Christmas for me. I really do. So I was... Uh, doing some Christmas shopping, and, and it sounds weird. I uh, Once or twice, e or, or once or every other year, I kind of shop for myself. I, you know, I watch my gas, and I don't like to travel a lot, but I, I went out shopping to, a, to, a, to a, a, a mall that's kind of an upscale, per se, mall. And, and one thing I noticed, and I, I'm, I'm, start, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out, a lot of people I saw shopping were, were, were fairly well-to-do, but they looked so miserable, and their kids looked miserable. I'm going, what? Come on, the, 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 the mall's all decked out, and it's a per, per, per se upscale, clean mall. No graffiti. No one's breaking in your car. <laughs> no, there's not, there's, there's not throngs of people breaking into the stores <laughs> with weapons drawn. I'm saying, this is a pretty nice, pretty nice mall. But I've noticed... Uh, I've been to the mall, like, I go there once a year, and a lot of people are just not happy. Um, I don't understand that. So I went to this one place to, to get some shirts and whatever, and, and whatever, a pants and a shirt and outfit, whatever. And this one lady, you know, uh, hey, how you doing? And there was two other, two other ladies right there, and they're like, oh, we're okay. And, you know, I make a couple jokes and references or just, you know, how, you know what's going on. And, and, and this one lady, I guess she was new to this one department store. And she told me that she came from Maui and she was the manager, co-owner of a clothing store and it went and it folded up. And then she was bouncing around now. She's at this one store. And, and I can tell she was, you know, at the age, you know, she's uh, in her 
mid-50s, late-50s, and she's just not happy. And so I made a few more jokes, and, you know, da-da-da-da-da, whatever, and she gave me a smile. She finally gave me a smile, and she said something that warmed my heart. She said, you seem most happy. And the way she said it, I'm going, well, I, I try to be. And yes, I am. I'm very fortunate. I'm very lucky. You know, I went through a very rough patch, and, you know, it's day by day, and some days are better than others, and yeah, you know, but, but yeah, I'm happy. And then she said, thank you. For what? I asked. Well, for trying to make me happy. I thought, well, wow. So it, it was something I gave her, but she gave me, that I'm trying to give back to her. Does that make sense? Here's a person not doing too well. I crack a few jokes or uh, make a compliment or two, just a gesture or two, and it really had an effect on her. So a few days later, uh, uh, I do this again once, twice a year. I go down from the Russian River in Northern California to my favorite park in the world. I go to Golden Gate Park, and, and, and I go to uh, the Japanese Tea Garden, and I can't wait until SJ is old enough so we can go to uh, the aquarium, and they got an Alabano alligator and waterfalls, and they got uh, a, a butterfly park. I mean, I just can't wait, you know, to do that. But I just happened to go to the park, and I was walking. What I'm trying to do is walk around, not just boom, 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 hit it and go, but just there's a botanical park. I love to pray at the Japanese tea garden. I've been going there since I was about five or six years of age. And I remember walking through the park, and something strange. I don't know what it was. There was a huge storm the night prior, Saturday, and I went there Sunday. And and the park, there's, you know, there's there's branches and trees and everybody's cleaning things up but people walking by it was the weirdest thing they said hello hello how are you happy holidays and a happy holiday to you good sir happy holiday and it was so weird that people seemingly without making a big deal out of it kind gestures and i haven't seen that in a long long time but then i kind of caught on they're with their kids. Uh, uh, COVID, per se, is, is, even though it's still with us, we're living with it. So we're getting out of our house, houses more. We're in this beautiful, you know, park, a beautiful state park. And, and the storm has passed. And they seemed nice and appreciative of the lives that they have now. Does that make sense? And I love nothing more when I feel maybe not as happy as I can be or should be. I make it an effort to try to make other feel, others feel as happy as I can. And in return, like that lady, it makes me feel good. Th 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 does that make sense? The gift of giving. It's, 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 I know folks are still nervous and apprehensive. This was the weirdest uh, uh, summer pain as ungodly fees for gas. And then, you know, prices for food are going up. I, I don't see how a lot of folks can make it, but we always, per se, adjust. But I, I think we, and when I say we, I, I make reference to the, uh, the Big Lebowski, the we, the royal we, the proverbial we, the me we. I think the me we should try to attempt, maybe, 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 on a daily basis, spread just a little bit of kindness. 
just a teeny bit of kindness. And those are called gestures. You know, I've, I've, I, what I, 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 I make it a point to do three random acts of kindness a day to make people laugh three times a day. And, and, and just, you know, just for, for me, that's my side of the street. And it really puts me in my place because every time you think you're having a bad day, you can turn on the news. You can look down the street. There's always someone that's not doing as well as we are, per se. Maybe, maybe we do this. We always say, okay, I want to lose 30 pounds, 20 pounds. I want to save more money. I want to do this. I want to da-da-da. That's great. But what if, what if, what if we did a random act of kindness like uh, once a month? When you go to Mickey D's or Wendy's or a fast food joint, maybe once a month, uh, uh, y- y- you know, you can buy a, a, a meal for a homeless person. It's five ten dollars more, and which is not even one visit to Starcracks. Excuse me, Starbucks. Does, does, does that make sense? It's it's you know that whole holiday thing. It's better to give and receive. And as you grow older, particularly if you are alone or if you are lonely, when you give, you receive double, triple. I I guarantee it's an investment. And for me, you know, it's always about gestures, just helping people out. Does that make sense? To me, and I told that to the lady, she's the, the sales lady, when I made her happy and she made me happy back. She, you know, I, 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 she says, wow, you having a good holiday? And I said nicely, for me, every day's a holiday. If you listen to the show, you know how I love to have coffee. And I try to slow down when I have my coffee or I have a glass of wine, or I'll make a dinner, or I'll, I'll, I'll do leftovers. For me, it's just happy, 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 small things every single day. For me, every day is a holiday. That's why I'm so privileged to do these shows. It's always about those random acts of kindness that truly, truly, truly make a grand difference. Okay. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse here. But at the same time, I want everybody collectively listening to the sound of my voice to feel better about yourself. Next year is a brand new year. And with the knowledge and experience we have as adults, we should and could do better. But at the same time, collectively, we can help out our brothers and sisters along the way. There you go. So with that, uh, we're getting a lot of response, and, and this, this, this has to do with the show, too. Uh, as you know, we have book nine coming out next March. The name of the book is called Return to the River, and it's going to be a pretty big book. I, I pray it does. I pray it does well. And it's not about sales. This book is about you and me and all of us. So what I have decided, and, and uh, uh, we put a lot of work into it, as you know, or hopefully you know, I'm giving away for my time and expense. No, whatever. I mean, uh, we're going to give away 44 books. 44 books specifically for you who listen to the show. You go to my website, DavePelzer.com. Look for the banner on top. To the left, it says podcast. And on January 9th, all you got to do is put in there, my name is Jane. My sister's not doing well. I think this book might help. My people will contact you via email or phone to verify the, you know, what you would like and to verify the address. We'll verify it again. And I promise you, 
At my time and dime, I will personalize the book to whoever. I will mail the book myself, and you'll get a book. We're, we're doing 44 books. Uh, we only ask that one book per person, per family, because uh, we, we want to do something very nice specifically for you folks who live or listen to the show. Uh, again, my numbers, my favorite number is 44. I'm just glad it's not 400 or 4,444. <laughs> so there's, there's that on the book. And, and you know what the book is about? It, it, it really is about gestures, collective gestures in, 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 in the course of your life. And, and here's, here's a little synopsis of the book, and I'm going to read just a, a little passage from it. Uh, this is a story of an unexpected, overwhelming chain of events that for me required deep introspection and how I came to a crossroads in my later years. Within the book, it's a spiritual journey on how one can be damaged yet redeemable. It is a self-help book of sorts with the message that no matter what is happening in the world around us, within the confines of our heart, where no one else can see, we are all human. That we falter, that we fall face down, and at times we may lack the will to get back up, afraid to endure yet another blow. This is a story of the circle of life that we have to rise. We must face ourselves and our challenges, that we can only do as best as we can, that we learn, that we strive to become better. And above all things, we are all worthy and deserve happiness until the end of our days. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? And that's just uh, what's called the author's notes of the book. It's a... Uh, uh, anybody who knows me knows I'm a hopeless romantic because this part of this book is really a haunting love story with many, many threads. And the name of the book, again, is called Return to the River. And uh, so think about if you know someone, it can be yourself. You can say, uh, uh, my name's Michelle. Uh, uh, lonely or I'm going through a life change. Just something very simple and precise you don't have to and there's not gonna be room to give us you know uh, 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 you don't have to give us a synopsis within a synopsis but i truly truly book uh, or truly truly hope and pray that this book does make a difference and and i'm not trying to plug it to plug it i just want you as a listener to feel special wow because uh, we'll, we'll do what we can to help out so once again i want to say happy holidays to one and all and i wish you the best of the best. We got a new year coming out. Uh, I'm optimistic. Uh, I don't know what God has in store for us, but I always say every day that we can pay the rent. We got food in the fridge. That's a pretty damn good day. All right. So with that, I wish to thank uh, our friends at Pat Metheny Group and uh, management for allowing us to use his beautiful music. Uh, we have two pieces of his uh uh, music in the new book, uh, uh, the River book. So thanks uh, for that. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you're in my prayers and in my hearts. And I know some of you folks, I've read some of the Facebook comments. God bless you. It, it, it warms my heart, uh, so the, your, your comments. It really, really does. We attempt to try <laughs> to do our best. And, and I, think, I think we're doing a good job. 
And it's not one person doing this. There's all of us collectively doing as we can. So with that, I always say do as much as you can for as long as you can, for as many as you can. So as always, this is your host speaking to you in my own voice, wishing you the very best. So until next time, please take good care. And as always, good day, good luck, and God bless.